0: We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears.
1: ears. What I find to be joyful are the things most people take for granted at this time, I feel. Something as simple as a, a child knocking on your door to play with your own child, or watching a flower that you've been nursing bloom, walking along the beach, walking the dog as an example, sitting with your children, making a homemade meal. Something that right from scratch, you've cut, you've diced, you've sliced, you've boiled, you've baked, and then serving it. Just enjoying the day, time well spent in quality, not so much in quantity of what you did in the day, but more of where your energy was, the simple things I find to be very joyful. <laughs>
2: You're listening to the Sill podcast with Peter Noce and Harry Posner. <music> Episode 158. PH factor. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. What brings you joy?
0: We oh, yeah. are. Jeremiah was a frog. Can barely hear it. No, was no, a no. good friend of mine. That's it. I never understood it. See him drink his wine. And he always had some magnifying wine. wine. So joy to the, world. Oh, the boy's Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea, joy to you and me.
2: Wow, Harry, a great rendition of uh, Joy to the World. Oh, thank you very much. Three Dog Night. Three Dog Night. <laughs> joy, joy, joy. That's what we're talking about today. We're looking for some joy in the midst of all this chaos. Exactly. Where the hell is it? Where is it for you? What's joyous for you these days?
0: What's joyous for me? Well... One of the things that brings me joy is my new relationship with horses. Mm. We adopted them in February of this year, and my job was to learn all about them, seeing as how I'm a neophyte. And so I've been watching them with eagle eyes, watching how they behave, their horse language, etc. And the other day, I saw two things happen. One, they went out and they rolled. They love to roll in the dirt pile that's near our barn. Mm. And to watch that was an amazing thing. The joy that these mega animals, 1,300 pounds exhibited in rolling like little babies, like little children in the soil, was something to behold, an incredible thing to watch. And so that was one thing. That was a very joyful moment. But the other fascinating thing that's kind of awe-inspiring was that they were out in the paddock munching and walking, as they do, and I noticed a dragonfly flying its way towards them from above. And the moment the dragonfly was about 15 feet above Warwick, he just freaked Like, oh my God, my life, my life. And he raced off. He's a thoroughbred, so he raced off like he was just let out of the gate. Racing around the paddock like his very life was in danger. And I thought, oh my God, can you imagine that? A tiny insect with translucent wings frightens the hell out of a 1,300-pound beast who's muscled and powerful, right? And yet 50 million years or whatever it is of evolution of the horse... And they're still afraid of a tiny thing like that.
2: Much like an invisible virus to us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a joyful moment in the sense that Mm. it's a moment of, wow, the wonder of nature and that relationship after so many millions of years is still there. Mm -hmm. And that connection with nature is a very powerful thing. And many people through this last year and a half have found joy in nature. Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, I can't tell you how many more people I see Walking around on a daily basis, even in the neighborhood, through the wooded areas near my home here. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been a shift in so many things. And I think that the search for joy, whether it be by design or by circumstance, because one could argue either, right? There are some mm-hmm. people who are making a conscious effort Yeah. to get away from the negativity, to get away from the depressive state. Yeah. And then there are people who've been doing it for years even and perhaps have also gained an added appreciation for it now. right? Because I noticed myself, I've been walking for a long time, but now it has something a little extra special. I'm more aware. As an example, I was talking to you the other day where I went out and I was walking towards a wooded area. I got into the wooded area, which is about 10 minutes from my house. And I was about 20 minutes in, and it starts to rain. And I'm half an hour from my house. Mm-hmm. It started to rain, and I didn't care. I knew I was going to get wet, but it was warm, and I was just enjoying... Actually, I stood under a tree and let the water fall from the leaves onto my head as I'm listening to music because I've got uh, headphones on and I'm listening to music (laughs) as I'm walking. So it just took on a whole different meaning Yeah. and a connection, a real connection. Like I actually looked at the leaves, and I actually felt the water wetting me and, and knowing that I was going to be dry... As I'm walking because the rain was subsiding and
0: the sun was coming out. Yeah, and the fact that people have been suffering and dying mm-hmm. in this past year and a half in fair amounts around the world mm-hmm. due to the virus, etc. People have taken a new look in a way, have been forced to look inside, think about their own mortality yes, and their own life that they're living. And the fact that they are alive and they've been spared The pain of covid in one way or the other Mm -hmm. there is an element of gratitude that i think people if they don't should feel right and also it turns them into more aware individuals of their immediate surroundings since we're spending more time Mm -hmm. in our immediate surroundings Mm -hmm. we begin to notice more things
2: and one can argue whether it's joyous or not but one thing that's very clear for example in the past year apparently across North America, not just exclusive to us here in Canada, three times as many people have left their jobs.
0: Yeah, I've heard that statistic.
2: It's unprecedented in terms of numbers for the ratio of time. We're only talking 12 months, 18 months, Hmm. because from whatever perspective they're coming from, they do not want to go back Mm -hmm. to what they were doing. And a lot of it, in a way, That's a joyous discovery as well. Well,
0: it is. I mean, people always talk about quality of life, trying to find that balance, life-work balance. Right. And I think people are more aware of the quality side of that equation now, Mm -hmm. that they're working from home, Mm -hmm. many of them, and are consciously, as you say, seeking joyful or delight in the world just to, in a way, get out of that depression that they've been in for a year and a half. So people watch sitcoms on Netflix. That's a way of doing it, I suppose, Mm -hmm. making yourself laugh.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, all these things that we're talking about ties in perfectly with the situation as well, because we're talking about a virus here where, apart from whatever your feelings are, pro-vaccine, pro-mask, whatever, putting all that aside, the simple health benefits of happiness, of laughter. For example... Studies actually show that joyful people have less chance of a heart attack, they maintain healthier blood pressure, they tend to have lower cholesterol levels, and of course there's research that proves that joy also boosts our immune system and fights stress and pain and improves our chance of living a longer life. So basically, our politicians should be cracking more jokes. Well, (laughs) definitely more humor and less fear-mongering. Right, right. Fear is the antithesis of joy.
0: Yes, that's true. Uh, and
2: love, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take it another step, because we always talk about love being the cure-all. Well, fear is the antithesis of love.
0: Yeah, and you know, the challenge ahead for us post-COVID, hmm. if that ever happens in a real way, is this climbing out of the state of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we climb from fear to back to love, back to joy, back to confidence in ourselves and our immune system to handle whatever comes along? How do we get to that happier place Mm -hmm. from where we are, mired in fear for the most part?
1: Things that bring me joy, witnessing my four-year-old's unbridled joy as he frolics naked in the waves at the beach, his physicality and sensuality, And embracing of the elements. Another thing that brings me joy, the look on my lover's face when we're making love.
2: What we did before we even began this podcast, over the last few days, we asked people to call in or send us a recorded message describing their own particular experience
0: well, we ask them, what brings you joy? Directly, right? yes. So these exactly. are their answers. So we're going to play some of these through the, uh, the podcast right. today. So
2: some of you who sent in your recordings know that uh, we've selected a few and we're going to play them throughout this podcast. Absolutely.
0: So here's the challenge, mm. Peter. How do we get from fear to joy? What do we need to do to get to a place where we can find joy? our happiness again, find a brighter outlook on life and that sort of thing. What do you think we need well, to do? Well, you, you may not be
2: asking the right person.
0: <laughs> what are you, Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I'm something. I'm not, I'm not sure what I am. You might not be asking the right person because I don't think I've experienced the level of negativity. Right. That at least the impression I get from people that I talk to, mm-hmm. that most people have experienced during this COVID scenario. It doesn't mean that I haven't been affected. Of course I have, because even if I wasn't affected, which I have been, the people around me are affected. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you're in the midst of all that. For me, though, the joy never really left me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, It was definitely impacted. Certain things are not as easy to achieve simply because, as we stated, the stresses, the environment around you has changed. You don't have the same freedom of movement. But I also believe that a lot of it comes within the two walls of your cranium, Sure. in terms of how you see the world. And there are restrictions that are imposed by law, by directives, by policy, political decisions, but there are also restrictions that are self-imposed.
0: Yeah, and people who are very religious, for example, Mm -hmm. in many ways have turned to the comfort of their religion, Mm -hmm. spiritual tradition, and found some joy in that, some relief, let's say, from the stresses that we've all been feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's out there. I think others have attempted to do something which I think is a good idea, but it's difficult, Mm -hmm. and that is to reframe our reality. Yeah, so That's a major challenge. How do you reframe your reality? In other words, how do you take a situation you're in mm. and see it from a different angle to discover other elements that are more positive that are there?
1: Right now, the most joy I get is the videos that my granddaughter sends me of her son, who is my great-grandson. I enjoy him so much. Also, I go for a walk 10 or 12 laps in a very huge room that looks out on a beautiful garden that we have here. It is simply so colorful and I get much joy.
2: Let's talk about news. Yeah. And ask anybody who listens to the news for five or ten minutes and oftentimes even people who never have. And I've talked to a few people who never used to listen to the news and now are listening to the news. And they're saying, geez, I'm listening for 10 minutes and there's not one good story. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, at least they right? used to bring in uh, the occasional uh, you know, human, right. human interest story. Right, exactly. To soften it up.
2: In that situation, I'm not an expert. But what I suggest, well, I suggest for starters that you have just described to me how it affects you. So obviously it's not positive for you. Right. It's not working well for you. You do have control of the button. You can turn it off.
0: Yeah, you can turn away for a while.
2: You can turn away for a while. Right. When you ask me about this COVID situation, the most frustrating part of COVID for me has been that I'm able to go to certain places still, even with the oppressive situation that we have, even though it affects me as well. But my frustration is that I can't get other people to go where I want to go.
0: Where's that? Like where?
2: Well, in terms of an activity or a practice that I would do normally,
0: yeah, like like what?
2: <laughs> well, this gets this gets to be very very personal.
0: Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, it well, can be I, I mean this personally. is a personal okay, So, thing. so
2: for example, let's talk about uh, let's talk about intimacy between people. Right. Some people's moods are affected directly by these things, and they cannot shut it off.
0: Okay, I get it.
2: Right. Somebody else says, "I still have all this, and it's not going to go away, but I'm going to take a break from it."
0: Right and, and get some, some nookie. Yeah, get some nookie,
2: <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no, it may not may not be traditional let's nookie. Call it what it is. But, but let's even talk about. Let's not even talk that direct. Let's talk about even just a change of pace, yeah, where right. instead of spending the next hour and a half talking about what's going on with COVID and being mm-hmm. ticked about all the people who are disagreeing and the rest of it. Right. Let's take a break. Let's go. Uh, let's go play ball. Let's go. Uh, let's go do something. And the energy or the feeling isn't there. And I understand it because everyone is affected differently by this. Sure. And no one is completely immune. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we all are experiencing degrees of things now. And if you had limited energy to begin with, I think this would be a real challenge to work with.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if you have something you can commit to, mm-hmm. like in my case, we have horses. They require energy. They require me to be more active than I've been in my entire life, practically. Right. And it's made me stronger physically, and it's brought me joy as well. And so that's a way of getting that energy back, is to commit to something that requires your care and attention and love and compassion, and putting your energy there. That will lift your energy up just doing that.
2: Well, speaking of that, helping others is a proven way to reduce or remove your own depression. Yeah. So what you're yeah. doing is, whether it's an animal or a person, you're involved. You're physically and mentally involved. And, for example, gardening. Right. You're going to check to see if your tomato's grown in another inch or... Yeah, yeah. Getting outside. This is the other thing which is very, very important. In this kind of isolationist environment, you're secluding yourself either by design or by circumstance. Yeah. From the very things that nurture us that we weren't even aware of. Sometimes I go outside and because we have no grass or on our property anymore and it's all vegetation and trees and so on, we've got a couple of uh, resident rabbits. <laughs> we've got a couple of chipmunks. You know, sometimes you're sitting out there and suddenly this little guy comes out and scrambles across the, the, the <laughs> it stone. He says, hey, how you doing? You know, he yeah. <laughs> goes away. So they're, they're little things and those things to me are a recognition of something and there's a spirit there's an energy. That's what I wanted to say, an energy. Yeah. It's all kind of cumulative.
0: Right. So we, basically what we're saying is one way to move towards joy yeah. is to get yourself energized in different ways, whether it's through caring for other people or animals, getting your body moving, yeah. You know, getting physical, and that sort of thing.
1: There is a kind of joy that could be termed ecstatic. And for me, that's when I'm performing live on stage in a great setting, throwing myself into the music, and the usual sense of time is suspended. That is a pretty rare occurrence, even at the best of times. So like other ecstatic experiences, it has to be sustained by other types of joy. And maybe for me, solitude and the freedom to work without interruption or guilt gives me the absolute greatest joy. Anything that is done to enhance that like perfect weather or just an awareness of how fortunate I am, that's good too. But really, solitude, I guess they're contrasting joys. One is in the company of many, even though I'm operating alone, and the other is really operating alone. <laughs> I hope that makes sense.
3: What brings me joy? Simply speaking, over the last 18 months, it's been very challenging to find joy in many facets of our life as we had known it moving forward the joy that stands out the most for me is the fact that i'm still friends with my wife after 18 months of going through this and being at home which speaks volumes, and also the new friendships that we have made along the way and some of the old friendships that we've uh, sort of discarded uh, due to circumstance or the fact that we've changed the way we interact with our fellow humans as we have gone through this past 18 months. As the rest of my life is concerned, what gives me joy is knowing that uh, my wife and I are planning to Uh, somewhat retire and uh, building our future together. We're looking at moving to another province, building a new home, starting fresh, and obviously we will make some more new friends and have a different purpose in how we approach life in the future. That's uh, keeping me motivated and also uh, keeping in shape and staying healthy and getting back to the basics of life as it moves forward. And
0: the other way, too, in terms of reframing our reality, is to think about an old Tao story, a Chinese Taoist story. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting in a way, because there's this farmer, and he's got his horse out in the field, and he looks the other way, and the horse runs away. Mm -hmm. And the neighbor comes and says, oh, you just lost your horse. That's so, so sorry to hear that. And the farmer says, well, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day, the horse comes back and brings back with him ten other horses that were feral and now he's got a herd of horses that he didn't have before and that's good right right right. and then his son tries to ride one of the horses and the horse throws him and he breaks his leg and the neighbor comes says oh that's so bad sorry and the farmer says maybe maybe not because the next day, the, cons- the the army conscriptors come through to conscript young people for the army, but the son's got a broken leg, so he's spared. Right. So that's good. This good, bad, good, bad thing. So if you keep going broader and broader in your thinking, the bad becomes good at a certain point.
2: Well, it's funny you should say that, because that is probably, consciously or unconsciously, that is probably a methodology that I've used for my entire adult life. Right. I think even as a youngster, as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And... Oftentimes, you know how people say, well, how can you watch that depressing movie? Or why would you want to watch a movie like that at a time like this? Mm-hmm. Well, because for me, the effect has a different outcome. For me, it reminds me of how good I have it.
0: Oh, so it's the reverse kind yeah. of... Yeah. Uh, so when I turn. see
2: someone hurt, starving or whatever, and I think to myself, in relative terms, yeah, I may have a problem, but compared to that... There, but for
0: the grace of God, go kind I, of. go I. Kind, it's kind of. of a thing, You know, right?
2: you know what it reminds me on a, on a more comical level. Do you remember Crocodile Dundee? Sure. You know, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. What about him? <laughs> that's that's the exact line that came to my mind, right? It's it's, it's a relative term.
0: Of course, there you
1: go. <laughs> Something that makes me happy and brings me joy is something as basic as going out in the garden and just weeding around all the vegetables. So it sounds very basic, but I was at a, an online course and they said the recipe to happiness is super simple. It's just do more of what brings you joy and do less of what you don't like doing. Pretty straightforward. So I'm trying to apply that on a daily basis.
3: What gives me joy is getting a new puppy and seeing the start of a lifelong friendship develop. Our last dog, Daisy, died earlier in the year, and the relationship that I had with her was beautiful. The new puppy is part of the natural cycle of rebirth. Everything is new. Neither of us knows where it will lead. That's joy.
0: Yeah, so reframing our reality is a big one. Getting our energy back is another one. Contacting nature. Right. But even a virus, for example, let's talk about the virus for a second. Okay.
2: And and I'm going to say this irrespective of your level of knowledge from a layman's perspective. The virus in itself, how you view viruses, how your understanding of these things, the fear factor comes into play. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a germaphobe is going to naturally be more fearful of things that they can't see. Yeah. And a virus would be classified as that. Right. But if you come from a point of view that viruses have been with us for millions of years and that they will continue to be with us yep. and that it is not something that you can eradicate, mm-hmm. but you learn to adapt to, yeah. I'll put it this way. There's a difference between being vigilant and being afraid. Right. That's the best way That's I can right. describe it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And sometimes the simplest thing to realize is that tired old phrase, but it's a phrase that is accurate. This too shall pass. I'm counting on it. And that there will be a point where we're looking back on this, but it will pass. And if you can keep that thought with you, Mm -hmm. then there's a sense of hopefulness that can remain. Now, that's something that comes
2: from life experience. We've been around for a few decades. Mm -hmm. And so to say this too shall pass might be a lot easier in some ways naturally. Yeah. Let's assume that death is the thing that most of us are reacting to in this particular situation. Because if I said, for example, that 10,000 of us are going to be sick, and some of us are going to be quite sick, but none of us is going to die. There would be a very, very different response that even if I said 10,000 of us are going to get sick, some of us are going to be very sick, and at least 10 of us will die.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: The latter is the realistic view. Mm-hmm. In terms of yes, well, sure. all of us know that some of us are going to die every day. Yes. So that's how I see this whole thing in terms of if I said no one is going to die, everything we're doing would disappear.
0: Right, right. Our attitude towards death. Yes. Being the most problematic thing in the universe. is Well, is think about great.
2: it. You said during this podcast that 99.7%, let's even give 98%. Yeah. 98% are going to survive. Right. But we're acting like 30% are going to survive.
0: Right. True. That's the fear factor.
2: When you talk about relativity and joy, there's a certain joy in just rethinking what you're dealing with.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: The joy comes from almost like a little bit of relief. Just relief. Relief is already a
0: step up. Well, you know, somebody walks around thinking that they're stupid, right? And then somebody comes up to them and says you are not stupid. You have intelligence beyond what you know. You know things that I would never be able to know. You are not stupid. Sometimes just that direct yep. communication, you go, oh, oh, maybe I'm not as stupid as I thought. Right. The level of communication from above, from the authorities, is going to have to shift. In order for us to move towards normalcy, to move more towards joy and lightheartedness, we have to hear different communication. You're going to be okay, folks, should be the communication, not you're going to die. So that'll have to shift. Right. And that'll help, too. It's a naturally different way of looking at something. And that's why I'm saying that the communication from above, so to Mm -hmm. speak, needs to change from Mm -hmm. you're the population, you don't know anything about this stuff. We have experts who are telling us that you have to do this right mm-hmm. and from that to you don't have to be sheep anymore you don't have to you know listen to all this stuff you have an individual mind you can make your own decisions you are free beings you are free citizens mm-hmm. that has to shift back to that which what it was kind of before yeah and simple things too like right? kindness It's tough to have joy without kindness Exactly. And and that's what I'm encouraging too in my social media life is I'm trying to get people to broaden their perspective, to be a bit more kind to their fellow human beings, you know, who are complicated after all. We're not simple beings. We're not slugs, although we act like it sometimes. We're not slugs. We're complex. Mm -hmm. And so allow for that when you're talking to somebody else, that there's more there than you're seeing. And hold back on the vitriol and the hatred and the mockery and the demeaning that's going back and forth in this big great divide of ours that we've Mm -hmm. created around Mm -hmm. COVID.
1: One of the things that has always brought me great joy is when I do something new or I go somewhere new, I experience something that I've never experienced before. It could be as simple as jumping in my car and driving in a direction I've never been, going down roads I've never seen, trying a different type of coffee, different type of food, a different activity, surrounding myself with different types of people and different environments that I've never been in. Anything that is different and new, I just find extremely exciting and it really fills me up with joy.
0: I can feel the benefits of laughter. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, we did an entire episode on laughter called. Risible. Risible. That's right. Digging Words. Digging Words. words. TSP
2: 068, I recall.
0: 068. Everybody check it out. It's a fun romp, which shouldn't end yet because one other pathway to joy, Mm. and you talk about it a lot. Do I? You do. See? Every time I don't you, even know. Every time you mention your granddaughter ah. and she's coming over, I can feel that joy coursing through your being, right? Even Am through, I wrong?
2: Even through my stoic exterior.
0: Exactly. Your mm. abnormal, weird stoic exterior. <laughs> I can feel that am I right? That she gives it's, you joy?
2: Joy, I can say this unequivocally, in the purest form.
0: Yeah. So hang out with children oh. would be another way, wouldn't it? In that case. And especially your it, own.
2: To me, children, not only children, even the elderly.
0: Mm-hmm. I've said
2: this before, too. Yeah. I derive a lot of joy from speaking to, I say, seniors. They're not that far away anymore. Old people like me. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, and I remember talking to people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I never understood some of my peers who would... Not deride me, but say, what the hell are you doing, you know, spending your time like that? And there was two things that were happening. One, I have a sincere interest in history, for example. So these people had history. Yeah, sure. sure. They could describe things to me in real terms that I had only gotten in a book, yeah, for yeah. starters. The other thing is, it made me very appreciative of the things that I had in my youth which were not intellectually or wisdom-based. They were pure, what we talked about earlier, physicalness, energy.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: I could run up to the retirement home. I could do the steps two at a time. I could run to my car. Yeah, I'm being silly here, but describing the pure joy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of having that, you know how good that feels. It's like having pain. Uh, And the pain suddenly goes away, like a toothache. How joyous is that? Absolutely. Right? Because you you forgot... (laughs) Before
0: you had the pain, the simple act of mastication. Well, hell, even a good dump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be frank. (laughs) Let's be frank about this, folks. A good dump. Right, right. right. you go, that's a moment that you feel, ah, that's really a nice thing that (laughs) just happened, right? Right. You feel better. That's a bit gross. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. To appreciate the simple moments and the simple aspects of life that we take for granted all the time. I think that
2: word is synonymous with gratitude. Yeah. So appreciation, gratitude, kindness, whenever you feel lost, if you can, redirect yourself in that direction.
0: And another way Mm. to go about this Mm. is we've talked to Andrew Welch about Mm. his new book. Yes. And he's all about the gift economy and changing the way we see the value of things. But the gift idea, the gift economy idea, where you're thinking to bring joy to someone else through a gift of some kind that is perhaps unexpected, that's another way to bring joy into your life is to give joy to someone else in that way. Yes, and for so, anybody
2: who's interested that entire series was very positive that way. Yes, I don't so, have the TSP number. Yeah, TSP my head. 148, 149 and 150. Thank it's you. the only trilogy we've ever done in our podcast. Very good. Well worth
0: the listen. Yeah. Well yeah. worth the listen. So, I think we've come to a little ending here. Would you say maybe we should just throw on some more three dog nights to, to play as well? Uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Let's hear
2: it. For those people especially those people who said who the hell is Jeremiah was a bullfrog
0: <laughs> especially the younger folks That's who don't right. know that tune can you actually throw it on absolutely let right, let's can. let's, yeah, let's yeah. play uh, play oh, out here it is boom Jeremiah was a bullfrog he was a good friend of mine I never understood a single word he said but I helped him drink his wine Joy to the world,
1: all the boys and girls, yeah.
0: joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea, joy to you and me. Ciao, Peter. Ciao, Harry.
2: The Sill Podcast is a Connecting dance Media production, available at thesillpodcast.com.
0: Thank you for your donation to the SIL podcast.